Welcome to Eco-Activist Journeys. If it's your first time tuning in, my name is Leah Wyman and I'm a student at the University of St Andrews in Scotland. I study sustainable development and international relations and usually I hold a weekly radio show with local um, radio called um, St Andrews Radio, so Star Radio. Um, it runs every Saturday, but this week, Saturday, I'm going to a sustainability action forum in Edinburgh, so I won't be able to do my live show, so I thought I'd do like a little interesting podcast telling um, you more about my vegan story, because um, I've been vegan for two years, and I just wanted to share, you know, how I went vegan, why I went vegan, and also another exciting thing that I'm going to do is do a vegan taste test. I've never done that before either, and I'm going to do that with uh, Boja Boja um, chocolate salted caramel ice cream. Um, never had that before, partly because it's so expensive, but it's been a long semester and a long week, so I think I deserve a little treat. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I'm very. I, I need to. I need to just try something right now. Um, so I'm going to have my first spoonful. And let you know how it is. Mmm. Mmm. It's very soft. Very soft. It's not, you know, when it's like ice cream, it's like this weird ice layer and it's like too hard to like get into. Mm. Definitely not that. Mmm. It's giving me my chocolate cake. It's quite big. I don't know if I can finish it all, to be honest. But it's a Friday, so you need to treat yourself sometimes. Um, yeah, it's quite incredible how many vegan options there are there. Um, nowadays, it's pretty, it's pretty intense, and it's pretty cool to try out new things. What I had. Um, two weeks ago, I had um, the Magnum vegan ice cream. I never even knew Magnum did vegan ice cream. So I think it's pretty new. And um, I saw and we um, had it with a friend and it was it was really good. I mean, maybe it's a bit long ago that I last had Magnum, but like I swear it probably just tasted like a normal Magnum to me. Um, but then again, it's quite a while ago that I had normal ones, so I don't know. But it is really good. So, yeah, it's exciting how many options there are that, that are out there. Um, mm -hmm. But you're probably wondering why I'm munching away on this ice cream. Why am I vegan? Um, yeah, what is it all about? Like, how come I decide to go vegan? Was it difficult? You know, what do I do when I travel? And um, yeah, let me just start off with a little bit of the the story. Um, so two years ago, no, almost three years ago now, um, uh, at my school, I was um, heading a, an environmental society, which is called Earth Matters, and um, someone in the society came up to me and asked me if I'm vegetarian, if I'm vegan, because, you know, I care so much about the planet and about making a difference and um 
yeah, life, eco lifestyle choices. And if I was at all like vegetarian or vegan um, for like environmental reasons. And um, at that point, I didn't really know much about how like the food industry contributes to climate change or contributes to environmental damage. Um, I'd obviously heard about that, you know, McDonald's and fast foods and big chains are really bad because, you know, of like the globalized world and because um, just the living conditions of like the animals and the way the meat is produced is very intensive. But for somehow that kind of like stopped there, I thought, oh, okay, that's a McDonald's thing. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I just hadn't really given it much thought. And then she suggested that we um, do a film screening of the documentary Cuspiracy, um, which we are organized um, to do one afternoon. Um, yeah, I think it was a Friday afternoon at school. And um, we screened it in the, um, yeah, in the big um, theater at school. And that was when I was first, like, really, really presented, you know, with the facts that, you know, Animal agriculture is responsible for 18% of greenhouse gas emissions, which is more than the combined exhaust for, from all transportation. And, you know, I don't know, it just hit me that it's just so much, you know, it's responsible for 91% of Amazon destruction, like animal agriculture, and also for 20 to 33% of all freshwater consumption in, in the world today. And then looking at like global targets that even without fossil fuels, we will exceed our um, 565 gigatons of CO2 lim limit by 2030 just from raising animals. So I realized I have such an opportunity to make a difference because just through the choices of what I eat and what I have on my plate every single day. And, um, you know, you can always say, oh, one person doesn't make a difference, but you know, someone who follows a vegan diet produces the equivalent of 50% less carbon dioxide, uses 1 11th of oil, 1 13th of water, and 1 18th of land to compare to a meat lover for their food. And, um, yeah, I was just, I, I was really shocked, and I had to go home and, and do more research about it as well, because that's always important if you hear something, to really research it, because I didn't know anyone in my family or my friend circle who was vegan uh, or in my community really so I need to find out more you know what does it even like what does it mean like what can I eat um how healthy is it and um I kind of just really realized that it's the most yeah it's sort of very like yeah it's a cruelty free and eco-friendly way of like living and eating and um but then at the same time, I think it's important to, like, remember that, you know, nothing that we do or consume is impact-free. Um, and that also with veganism can also, food can also have a high intense um, carbon footprint, can also be of, consistent of monocultures and can strip soil of their nutrients and lead to deforestation. But I think it's a big step towards achieving a more humane and compassionate world and towards towards committing to an environmentally conscious lifestyle because, you know, I mean, yes, I still like when I personally, I still try to eat seasonably as, as far as possible and support local markets, avoid imported foods which have a, hard, um, a higher carbon footprint and then obviously things like palm oil, I avoid that, I don't 
try to eat no products that have any palm oil, which I mean, well, that I have control of. Obviously, I don't know when I eat out at a restaurant or um, have a vegan meal there, what is in there, but in the sense that when I'm cooking or when I'm buying things, I do look out for that. There's no palm oil in there. I do hope this ice cream doesn't have any palm oil, but I've never heard of ice cream having palm oil. Palm oil. Ooh, I can lead, read you the ingredients as well. Getting back to my little taste test. What is in here? It's water, coconut syrup, cashew nuts, cocoa powder, sea salt. Yeah, may contain pecanuts, hazelnuts, and almonds. So it's pretty, it's pretty clean ingredients. I think it also says at the front. It's um, yeah, organic, five ingredients, dairy free. Mhm. Mm I can recommend at least for a treat. Um, I think what is also important to notice uh, with things like fair trade and um, yeah, some products such as chocolate, if you buy them like vegan and fair trade, they are more expensive. And you know, as a student as well, kind of like you look at the prices and you're like, oh. But at the same time, I think those sort of things should be treated as a, as a treat, really. You know, it's not, yeah, it's not a thing we should have every day. So I think, you know, just having something like that once in a while um, is totally fine. Mm. It's so soft. Anyway, I'm going to stop in case anyone doesn't like um, listening to me enjoying my ice cream. But <laughs> yeah, moving back to my vegan story. Um, I went back with those facts at home. I looked at videos. Oh, what, what did I see? Dairy is Scary, the YouTube video. It's really good if you have not seen it. It's quite, it's short, and very compact and very like awareness raising. And, um, yeah, it was really easy to immediately cut out meat and any, um, yeah, any meat products. Especially, I think, because at that time I was really not trying to, like, like, I wasn't eating any red meat. But just, I don't like, just because I didn't really like it and I knew it wasn't, like, good health-wise. So, yeah, cutting out meat was really simple. Um, what was hard, I was trying to figure out, um yeah alternatives to you know what do i eat and how do i eat now thinking back it seems a bit silly because the thing is i don't know if you get into habit and once you do it it's it's just it gets so routine and it's just so natural to eat vegan that i don't personally i wouldn't say it's i would don't find it difficult um but i think what well, like vegans um in general like tend to like need to realize that when trying to talk to other people about veganism or not vegan that you know it's not always easy at the beginning it's culturally and socially if you if you're going out if you're going to family and suddenly especially if you live in family live in a family or live in a community that is just not used to that sort of lifestyle like it takes adjustment and that in the, in the nicest way you know people first need to figure out as well you know oh, how come are you eating this way and try and get used to it and see you know what kind of foods are there and also need to understand first and it's just natural and you know for some people it takes longer than for others and i think it's really important to be non-judgmental about how long it takes and then also if you're trying to be vegan not 
be too hard on yourself if something goes wrong or you accidentally eat something that contains dairy or contains another um, product, animal product, and just realize, okay, it's okay to make mistakes. And it's important to, you know, to try again and just to realize that just by eating more vegan foods or by cutting out meat, you're already having an impact on, um, yeah, you're, you're cutting down your um, carbon f- footprint and you having you are making a difference. And I think that's important in general for people to realize who don't, at the moment, don't say, I don't really want to go completely vegan or I can't um, for whatever reason. Just to realize that you don't need to eat, um, be completely vegan. You can decide to maybe have two days a week to start off to be vegan or just have I don't know yeah it would go switch to vegetarian but then decide to have two days vegan in a week or one day vegan in a week and then like increase it or really great opportunity at the moment for those of you who doing Lent to try and go vegan for Lent I mean that's a that's a challenge I have heard a lot of people do and um, yeah also really enjoy joy experimenting with and um, I think that's also a really meaningful way to um decision for Lent um yeah and I think yeah I think it's a good way to first try it out but yes I also didn't immediately go vegan um I went I went fairly vegan I was on the aim of going vegan but I still had now and then I would have other products um that accidentally did have were non-vegan or um yeah, now that I might have had like cravings or something, or I just also needed to figure out, you know, what could I eat, um, where can I eat, because it's not always easy trying to figure out which restaurants can I eat vegan, or like going to restaurants up and like having the courage and be like, uh, do you have something vegan? Um, also, if you're going out to friends, it kind of sometimes feels a bit, yeah, you don't want to put that extra burden on someone to like make another meal for you. And it's just sort of awkward at the beginning before you try and figure it out and before the people that know you know about that that fact about you. Um, so it kind of, um, also at the beginning, I was kind of a little bit, took a little bit of a transition period. Um, but what really sort of made the click and the switch for me is, um, firstly, kind of when I realized first um, the health aspect that a vegan diet is like, I'm not just doing this for like environmental purposes, but actually this is also helping like my health because it's healthier to eat a vegan diet, You're reducing your chances of, um, uh, of um, diabetes and of um, cancers. And it's, yeah, it's quite empowering to realize, you know, how how much the food that we put into our body, how much that makes a difference. And I mean, obviously, you can also eat a vegan lifestyle in a really unhealthy way. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean, oh, you're vegan, you must be 100% healthy. Um, obviously, there's sweet treats and sweets and fast vegan fast food. There's so many options out there nowadays that there are many different ways to be vegan. And there are many different ways that people are vegan. Um, so even though it's kind of a label that's applied very broad, like broadly on people, and then some people have an idea behind what it is, um, some people think it's just, um, yeah, it's just fruit and just vegetables, or not even sure what you're eating, and others are like, 
think that it's very like unnatural because it's a load of I don't know just I know that people have come up to me and be like oh but it's not like as natural and as fresh because it's more processed and you know what was even done to make like almond milk um, or to make like a vegan burger patty and I'm like yeah well I mean most of the time it's just vegan burger patties is mostly beans which is great I love beans but anyway and then almond milk is quite interesting that I have had to like explain um, almond milk obviously is um, water and almonds and you can make almond milk yourself I've actually have to still try to do that I always keep on saying that but I really want to do it it's just you need a cloth strain cloth to do it so I'm still on the lookout for that but you mix water and almonds and you blend them together and then you strain the almond pulp out uh, you strain the like the milk that comes out and then you sort of have almond pulp left inside so you can make almond milk yourself and I think that's also really good and fresh and yeah there are many different ways to be vegan and I think what also really helped me is trying to figure out I followed a few people on social media which are vegans and uh, on YouTube as well and just you know we put up recipe ideas and what I eat in the day and um, sort of inspiring to see other people you know just to see you know what do they need on a day-to-day basis what would I want to do uh, maybe go out and buy a vegan cookbook try to like convert some of your favorite meals into vegan meals and um, yeah and then I think also the next step is like the ethical aspect of it um, you don't really well I didn't really I probably didn't really either realize yeah I didn't realize that you know in order to produce milk uh, the mother cow needs to be pregnant and uh, impregnated and then uh, the baby calf is taken away from her and the milk that's used to raise the baby cow is um, substantially given then to humans is used for human consumption and it's milk that is sort of a growth you know it's a sort of a growth fluid for the baby um, to make a big healthy cow um, not to feed humans which makes sense because I mean we don't as humans we don't feed suddenly start to feed other animals with our milk or we don't eat drink dog's milk or giraffe's milk or yeah donkey milk or something like that you know that's from another animals why do we drink cow's milk when it's for the baby calf and that there's also a traumatizing aspect for both the mother and the cow when they're taken away and separated from each other and um yeah, there's two. There are several documentaries about that as well. I think um, Earthlings, but also um, the one that I watched was Dominion. It's very very powerful in showing how animals actually do a sentient being have feelings, just like um, dogs and cats and many animals that are in the domestic sphere that people wouldn't think about slaughtering in their own house, in their own home, necessarily. Or yeah who when people are often shocked by sort of animal abuse without realizing that the food we eat you know these animals are, are just behind the walls they're really abused as well so for me it was really important also to make that link with the ethical aspect and then from then on I think I suddenly realized you know how wrong it actually actually is you know how objectified animals are how they're really stripped of sort of an identity and the sentients that they are sentient beings who have feelings are just shoved into these factory farms and I think that's very problematic and um, maybe this was I think this was um, a year after I'd gone like, completely vegan so I think it took about 
five months before I was completely vegan when I made the choice I was like wait right from this day on I'm vegan you know I really don't want to um yeah I do I'm I'm uh, I'm fully committed to this I know what how to like eat what things work for me what foods I like and I don't need animal products anymore and um yeah then I went to the supermarket and suddenly you know this one time I went, I can't quite remember what date it was, but it really hit me um, looking around and, you know, seeing how we package pain, really. And I wrote this poem. I think I'm, yeah, I'm going to quickly read it out to you um, because it came to me when I was in the supermarket um, some a time ago now. And, um, yeah, I wanted to read it to you. It's called Trip to the Supermarket. Styrofoam, plastic, balloons. Cut up dead bodies, dead fish heads, eyes staring into nothingness. Decapitated hens, skinned, bare, packaged. The smell of sterilized pain, flesh, meat, normalized. Our eyes disillusioned to the gruesome horror story we have created for ourselves. We have been taught that it is normal to package pain taught that some lives matter more than others, taught that we are meat-seeking and needing creatures, taught that our taste buds and cravings matter more than anything in this world, more than other humans, more than hunger and suffering, more than animals, more than pain, more than our soul, more than our future, more than this planet, more than life. Why do we never feel inclined to kill the animals close to us? Why do we then not kill cats in our very homes when we are hungry? Why do humans not drink dog milk and deny the dog babies their fair share? Why do we not hear a mother's cry for her baby? Why do we never feel inclined to attack a baby cow when we are hungry? What is that different? Why do we not, like any other predator in this world, follow our apparent killer instinct? Why is we so scared to question, to think, to awaken, to grow, to become? Are you prepared to wake up from this amnesia of morals, this decay of souls, this intake of stress hormones, this suppression of love, this dark place? Tears, shivers, fears, exhaustion, meaninglessness, exploitation, cries, pain, suffering, lost darkness. Just to walk through the supermarket and I know why I decided to change. Why I decided to become vegan. Vegan for the animals, vegan for the planet, vegan for my health, vegan, vegan for world peace, vegan for the voiceless, vegan for light, vegan for hope, vegan for happiness, vegan for my soul. Um, yeah, and... Um, yeah... Um, I think it's just, I mean, this is quite an intense response that came to me. I'm not saying that it's the answer to everything and that it's the amazing solution to all world problems. But I do think we really need to look into how we live on Earth. Because it's not natural that three times a day it's expected in most Western countries nowadays to eat, to have some sort of meat on the plate. 
um, and that is so, yeah, that is almost labelled as extreme and as abnormal to be vegan, which I think makes it a lot more difficult for some people in communities to become vegan, because there's a lot of judgment around, like, why are you doing this, why are you being difficult, uh, it's extreme, without realising that, you know, I think it's rather extreme, the amount of animals that we kill um, per second in this world, uh, and the dominion that we have over the animal kingdom, I think that's pretty extreme. Um, and I think, but yes, it's it's a personal choice. And everyone needs to make that sort of for themselves. You need to research what works for you because it's not one like diet or way of eating that works for everyone. I don't think we have different bodies, different needs. Um, and at the same time, realize, you know, there are many different ways to be vegan. Um, just because one vegan might be eating this way, it doesn't mean that this is what you suddenly have to eat as well, all that, you know, sort of finding your own way, what your what your body needs, what fills you, uh, what makes you feel the fullest and the happiest, and, um, you know, I think people sometimes ask me, you know, how do I cope with the difficult, like, what foods do I miss most, and the truth is, I've really not felt better, I feel healthy, I'm happy, and I feel really good about the food choices that I make, um, I know I'm nourishing my body with plants. Um, my digestion is better than it ever was was before, and it's, I'm just I'm less um, sick. I I just feel good in my body and in my skin, and it's just not a sacrifice for me. It's a liberation, a liberation from the suffering that is unjustly imposed on the vulnerable, a liberation from harm, the harm that animal agriculture is having on the planet. And a liberation from the lies and brainwashing of powerful industries who are trying to keep, yeah, who are trying to stay in place where in reality they're killing us and the planet. Because it's just intense to realise, you know, how much brainwashing goes into the fact that, you know, how good milk apparently is for you when in actual fact it's not good for you. And that it kind of increases your chances of cancer and that it can... Um, that it's um, it's it's growth fluid for baby cow, not necessarily for humans. And I, I mean, I'm saying this, but I want you to go out and check it out, and look at it. Look at the look at the movies that I've suggested. Another really good one is Hope. You can find it on YouTube. I think the full movie for free. Um, Cowspiracy. What the health? What the health is on Netflix. Um, I think I was pretty as well, I'm not 100% sure. Um, what other one did I mention? Dominion. Go out and look at, look at, like, research, look at papers, you know, look at how people are eating, look at cookbooks, and just realising, okay, maybe it is something that you want to consider. Um... Or that you at least recognise the fact that the way we live currently on Earth is just not sustainable. We cannot continue feeding this world on this high meat western diet. It's just not possible. And in the time of climate change, which is increasingly being recognised and increasingly severe all around the world, I think we, we need to recognise that the way we live needs to change. 
and that the food that we eat has an impact and that it's important to recognize you know where's my food coming from what is the environmental impact of it how can i reduce my impact um how can i make a difference and how can i how can i choose a compassionate lifestyle how can i choose a lifestyle that aligns with my values and yeah for me it's it's not restrictive it's liberating and it's I'm, it's a beautiful movement to be part of really i'm i think personally i still think it's one of the best choices that i've made and um yeah i i mean what i'm not saying is you know some per- like if that someone is better than someone else or that yeah that is something that should now be imposed onto the entire world but just when looking at the statistics how much you can you I mean you can save at least one animal life per day and in a year just you know and how much less of a carbon footprint you carry just through fruit and veg especially if you start growing your own fruit and veg and the fact realizing that you can actually nourish yourself if you live in a climate where you can grow foods and um, do have a garden and space to grow that and do that and you know, green, it's the animal agriculture is causing more greenhouse gas emissions than the public transport se- sector. And, I, you know, I think that, yeah, that includes cars and, I don't know, buses and I think airplanes as well. So we can address, we can address, we need to address a fair amount of like things just through what we're eating. And... In order to really address our climate targets and our depleting resources, there needs to be an awakening of our collective power. And there's so many vegan options out there nowadays for all sorts of things. So you don't really have to give up on anything. There's still vegan junk food if you if you need want to have something and to treat yourself once in a while. It's not just... <laughs> It's not just fruit and vegetables. When you're eating fruit and vegetables, which are extremely good for you, um, also fill your stomach more because meat fills your stomach less. Um, so you tend to start to feel, yeah, you get the more full feeling if you have a lot of vegetables in your stomach rather than just a small chunk of meat, even though calorie-wise, that's a massive difference. And um, yeah, you, you can get more fat and lose weight on a vegan diet as well. Uh, but at the same time, also really just maintain a healthy lifestyle, maintain a, um, a fit and active lifestyle. Um, and yeah, I think it's it's a hopeful it's a hopeful movement and something we need to look into. And uh, we need to look into you know the suffering that is occurring within un, in our world behind closed walls and address address that address the fact that billions of animals are having their slit throat cut through every single minute every single second probably and um that you know what what sense can you know can we justify that and in what sense can we counter that and just even going for campaigns such as you know open cages and realizing let's try and reduce some of the suffering and let's raise the living standard and some of the you know conditions of animals i think it's a step towards really realizing that this the way we're treating animals and the planet at the moment is just not okay and um realizing that we have 
potential and in our way that we can change in the way that we eat and in the way that we are living on the world and I mean also and veganism goes further than I mean just food I've just talked about the food aspect but leather for example for like clothing industry or for shoes that's incredibly intensive you know just like the meat industry you know a cow needs so much water in order to um to be raised and then um, fed and then slaughtered and then also that processed back into a product and um yeah really looking into the impact we're having um with our like daily lifestyle choices and how much water is actually being used in that fact that 80 percent of starving children live in countries their food is fed to animals and animals are eaten by western countries and that we could actually the we had a, we would have a lot more food in this world if it wasn't directly fed to animals, but directly to the population of people who are malnourished. And, um, yeah, that, uh, you know, the problems yeah. overgrazing is causing in soil, in soil production and in soil, soil um, deterioration. Um, yeah, you know, each day a person who eats a vegan diet saves 1,100 gallons of water, 45 pounds of grain, 30 square feet of forested land, 20 ibs CO2 equivalent in one animal's life. And you know, I think that's hopeful. So I hope I could inspire you. I could explain, you know, a little bit behind my vegan journey. Yeah, I've been vegan for two years now. It's it's become really natural and everywhere there's so many vegan options. And even if a restaurant doesn't necessarily advertise for having a vegan menu, they usually have some option that they can make vegan and you can ask, you know, is there anything vegan? Is there anything you could make vegan? Very accommodating. I don't think I've ever been to a restaurant which has said, like, no, I'm sorry, just go somewhere else. <laughs> they will always think about something for you. Um, and, um, you know, I think, I think, yeah, it's it's a, it's a, it's an empowering movement and it's a it's an important choice to make even if it's just a choice to start eating uh, less meat and less animal products in general and researching about it um yeah listen to people talk about it then also go out research it watch the documentaries check out yeah resources um speaking about resources i do have a um, blog post about it as well with some of the facts uh, you can google cowspiracy as well they have the facts um on their site um and then the health aspect is very important just so you know you know what you need in your diet um what you need to eat um yeah in order to stay healthy and um, i think that's just important in general that you know you um sort of figuring out what you need um on a weekly or day-to-day basis to fulfill your dietary requirements and also see what works for you um some some of us are obviously more food tolerant to some foods than other foods and um yeah it's a, it's a personal journey um but i think it's very very important that we question this in this time and that we recognize that you know maybe some of the choices that we are making cannot be morally justified and that then we need to change the way that we live on earth and the way that we view things food um you know it's really a privilege for us to have a place
plate in front of us with food. Um, and for me, it's a beautiful thing to see a plate full of plants and grains and starches and potatoes in front of me. And to know that I'm eating, I don't know, beautiful living, like just beautiful food and plants, not um, animals, not, you know, because I think the stress hormones that are released when animals are slaughtered are still maintained in like the meat and in products as well. So important to realize, you know, that the hormones we're consuming and also antibiotics, which are often fed to those animals are suddenly you know, there's less impact. But anyway, I could <laughs> talk on so long about this. Let me have one more little um, bite of my vegan ice cream, which is melting in front of me. Mmm. Mmm. It's good melted. It's even softer now. But yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, it's been good to talk to you about it. Um, give it a go, you know. Yeah, resources check on my website. That's eco-activist.co.za. And yeah, I challenge you. You know, give it a go. Decide to eat. Uh, have a vegan day once a once a week, twice a week, or go vegetarian to start off and have a vegan day, or yeah, decide to go vegetarian or vegan for Lent, or you know. Do challenges like veganuary, where you go vegan for a month, um, or just try out the options that are around you, you know, some of the restaurants, or maybe decide to go for a vegan meal once, you know, and just to try out what is there and really research, read things, watch the documentaries, you know, be inspired, follow um, vegan activists or, you know, people who post vegan what I eat in the days or about you know the health journey you can follow me on Instagram as well I'm ecoactivist.leah um Facebook I mean not Facebook um um YouTube I'm Leah Wyman and um feel free to uh to send me any questions that you might have on veganism I know it's a very um, informal discussion just about me yeah trying to explain my story and tell you more about it and yeah it's something I am very passionate about um, I hope I could inspire you to research more about it to read and um, to try out some you know try out some vegan <laughs> lifestyle choices and um, yes to question everything you know and um question how and look at ways you know how can how do I personally contribute can I personally contribute to making a difference how can I personally contribute that this planet remains habitable and that we're really at a pivotal moment in in history on earth and I think that's really not being recognized how much it's changing how much it's getting warmer and colder everywhere and the fact that we're seeing these extremes now and there's already so much CO2 that still sort of capture and it's still sort of in the end loop that will still have recurring effects carried on. So <laughs> we are already in a loop of higher and um, high carbon world. And yes, go out and campaign for fossil free, uh, for yeah, move away from fossil fuels and things like that. 
but it's also important and that is that is incredibly important as well because we need to have a systems change but recognize that there's also a lot that you can do on an individual level because just by eating that way by talking to other people about you automatically start to inspire others and um, yeah I think that's very hopeful so I hope you enjoyed it please come and um, contact me if you have any more questions um yeah or share it if you enjoyed it and um thank you so much for listening and i wish you a beautiful day and thank you for listening in and yeah goodbye see you hope to hear from you and see you soon so okay thank you